Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partner podcast series. Help, 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 help. This probably sounds familiar to some family members and to some care partners. And frankly, after an hour or two or days on end, I think that could get to be annoying as heck. My person has just had a drink of water, lunch, and a place to magazine in front of her. What else do I do, Tipe? Is my person actually in distress, or are, are they just attention-seeking? <laughs> okay, so probably both, <laughs> because the reality is um, humans seek other humans when what they want, like, or need isn't immediately available. And you could have put the magazine there, but depending on her dementia, she may not notice it. She may have been looking at it and looked up and now doesn't remember it's down on the table. Or she may actually have something else she's interested in. Or maybe she doesn't want stuff, she wants people. And mm, you may be the only one available. Mm. So I could be a family member or I could be a member of a care staff, in which case I have several other persons that I'm trying to, to help with either feeding, mm. bathing, toileting as the term goes so what is joanne doing while you're doing all that that's that might be an important way to look at it let's look at it from her point of view i'm you you left and i need help i need you to come back help okay so from, from joanne's perspective you're doing a lot of stuff what's she doing well, I, I, I put her in a chair and-, uh-huh. and I What is she doing, Greg? I well, mean, let's be honest. She, she's watching us, I think, isn't no, she? No, she's waiting. She's waiting for you to come back. And when all you can do is wait, uh, because if you do anything else, heaven knows we'll be unhappy with that. Um, and you learn that you're just supposed to wait. Well, then the waiting gets really long and even a short window of time seems like forever. And- with the limitations in vision that come with dementia, you may be like slightly to the side of her, but she can't really see you, or she may see you working with someone else and she doesn't, ooh, well, there's that other problem with dementia. I can't see anybody point of view but my own. I mean, it's not deliberate. I just can't see other perspectives. And so I see you and I want you and I'm waiting for you. And so I start trying to call you over. (laughs) So are there tried and true methods that we can use or explore to deal with this because i'll tell you one that i saw that didn't really strike me as being overly successful and that was wheeling the person into a separate room by themselves i didn't think that was perhaps the best way Uh, well it cuts down on the sound of the immediate environment but it doesn't really meet the person's needs nor is it particularly safe because now you can't see them and you don't know what they're going to do when they can't see you and they've been isolated Um, You know, that getting up out of that chair or taking the chair with you or trying to go somewhere might still be going on. Um, The volume might increase. So, yeah, no, I'm not much into putting people in isolation because they've told me they want help. Um, So what we may want to think about, number one, you said you'd done quite a few things. I guess the question I have for you is, 
so that that seemed to satisfy them when you immediately finished that was it did they really have a quiet period of time there before they started the help help or was it immediate there was there was a, an immediate um, sort of response the first time and then after after the water then we had lunch and then there was a bit of a quiet time and the magazine bought a few moments of distraction and then after that it ratcheted up again that Joanne's quite okay. noisy yeah so what I'm getting you to do is really tell me was it constant and the answer is no so you know the water didn't seem to do it but when you had lunch well that seemed to help a little bit and then the magazine worked for a little bit so it sounds like things to look at and do are more successful than being offered a drink and just drinking that didn't seem to really water didn't seem to satisfy you a whole lot so now we may be looking at i wonder if I placed you somewhere where people could hand you things and show you things and hand you things and show you things. Um, so I'm wondering whether there's somebody besides me who might be interested in you enough or we could create something. So does the, does Joanne have any family? Uh, haven't been for a while because of all the problems that we've been having with this COVID. So there's no support for staff and, and oh, okay. everybody's okay. just run off their feet and, and she just becomes an annoyance. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm wondering whether, does she have family though? I mean, they oh, yes. used to come, right? Yep, used to come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and were they when they were with her, how did that go? Well, they, they seem to be able to, I was going to say entertain, but that's the wrong word. They used to be able to occupy her. In, Engage in, her. Yeah. yeah. So things. when she has people, she's much more satisfied than when she doesn't have people. Yes. Yeah. You establish that. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. true. She, and, and she enjoys that. So, ooh, I wonder if there's another resident. Uh, yeah. Now we've got this COVID thing, but I'm really wondering whether there are a couple people that you know, she's COVID free, they're COVID free. We've been in isolation a long time. Are we starting to look at alternatives there? Um, because what Joanne may be telling you is, I can't live life like this, man. I just can't do it. I just really can't. I need somebody in my world to make my world because otherwise I've been abandoned and I don't see a yeah. point to going on here. And if I don't get help, I don't, I don't know how to do anything. I really so don't. We've been doing a little bit of role playing here, and we're going to talk about unmet needs in just a moment. But Joanne, what's it been like for you sitting there and having us talk about you and not really being able to participate? Because that's kind of what we're doing when we ignore somebody who's sitting there, help, help, help. Yeah, it's, um, it's like when somebody talks over you. So you just suddenly are dismissed and you're not a part of the conversation. So that feels like being isolated or like you said, pushed to another room. I felt really scared and alone. Kind and that a, was not a good feeling. Yeah. Kind, kind of a non-person at that particular moment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Tipa, you were gently doing something that we have done in almost all of the classes I've ever been to, mm -hmm. you know, one or two, uh, and that's exploring the unmet needs. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Joanne's yelling for help. It means for whatever reason, her ability to live in this world is inadequate for her to get her needs met without help. So I want to look at things. Could she be hungry or thirsty? Or could she want something to come into her mouth or into her body that better makes her feel better? Um, because we often look for fuel or fluid or we look for something that gives us a sense of pleasure. So although she had lunch, did she get something she really likes for lunch or was she fed lunch? I mean, does she have the ability to nibble or chew on things? And if I gave her a small portion, 
frequently could that help occupy her hands and her eyes and her mouth and that you know it could be who knows um the second category is sort of she's stuck in a chair and she used to be well i know joanne and she used to be a dancer um now she had arthritis and she hasn't danced in a long time but sitting still is real different than moving i wonder what would happen if we did music that she used to dance by i wonder if that might be something that might give her a sense of energy and movement and hook her into the old motor memories of pirouetting and, and moving in ballet moves. And even if we, wonder if we could find a ballet lesson where we go on point, um, whatever those terms are in ballet terms, I don't know what they are, but uh, I got kicked out of ballet class very young because of an inability to be a vase or vase or something or other and they, yeah. I do much better with square dancing though. Um, so don't put on that music for me, but you did certainly hit a Virginia reel and I'd be all about it. Um, then we might look at, could she have to go to the, could she have to have an elimination problem? Could she need to bow that or move? Or could it be that she's sweating or maybe she's saliva? Is Maybe her mouth is dry, maybe it's drooly. Maybe looking at that, I don't know. And then look for comfort or pain, but we've got to be curious. If we're not willing to be curious, we're never going to figure it out. All we're going to do is try to put a sock in it. If you want to be ugly about it, we try to make it stop. We Whether we use drugs or whether we use isolation, we're not really addressing what's driving Joanne's need. And if you walk in and say, well, what do you need? What is it you want? Well, she doesn't know that. That's, that's really not helpful. Um, you can't ask a direct language question with someone who's yelling, help, help, and expect to get a reasonable answer that's going to be helpful. <laughs> so I solved the problem for the afternoon. I've, I've managed to engage her in something. Mm -hmm. Does that mean I've fixed it or is she going to do this again and again and again? And how long does this continue? And is it related to a particular gem state? Mm. So, hey, Greg, do you know how to cure dementia? Um, I've been working on that, but so far I've come up a little bit short. So the answer is no, we will not be able to stop this. Each time we'll have to be curious and interested and try things. Um, with dementia, we know that the more the person feels unlistened to, the more the person has to wait, the more the person can't figure out how to live the way they like to live and want to live, the more likely we are to hear this. So we hear it a little differently at each gem state, but we hear it for all gem states. Early on, it's like, listen, I need some help. Can you get me out of here? These people put me in here. I have no idea why I have to be here. Um, then it might be, listen, I, uh, help me, I need to go home, I, ne I need to talk to my mother. And then it becomes, help, please help, help me, please help me. Could you help me, please help me. I need a cookie, I need a cookie. I need a, and then it becomes, help, please help, help. And then late in the disease, it may simply be the only sounds I can make. And it might be, ah, ah, ah. And there, at this point in time, we know of no medication that will solve that. It really takes us and the environment and time and willingness, I think. Tipa, where can people go for more information on, on dealing with uh, situations like this and, and other problems related to dementia care? Yeah, so we have um, we have some things that are designed for challenging situations or ch what people have typically called challenging behaviors. Uh, we have short video clips, we have YouTubes, we have webinars. 
So first stop would be either on our live chat or on our info at tipasnow.com or an Ask Tipa Anything. But get up with us because we have lots of different ways of trying to help. Oh, so if you're crying out for help, um, we might be curious about that before we can give you an answer because, you know, one size does not fit all. That's our podcast for today, Tipa and Joanne. Thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. Thank you.